Welcome back to another daily walk. We finally are able to record something outside. There you go. Hopefully it's not too windy. Uh, but today I want to talk about, of course, election month is over or week or it's not day anymore. We know that. We still don't have results, uh, but maybe by the time that this is actually out, we will have a few more results. But uh, I'm recording this over the weekend. So as of right now, we still don't know the results of all of the offices, uh, which is totally weird. And uh, what I wanted to talk about and address is the idea of elections, the importance of it, but at the same time, the lack of importance of it. And uh, let me explain. Um, first and foremost, we get from Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. Of course, this is in the context of him interpreting a dream, but he says this, it is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is God who establishes governments. It is the God who places the different people in office, whether it is by um, a fully, perfectly secured election or some theoretical election that was fraudulently done or things like this. All right, but the challenge that we have is that uh, God ultimately is in charge. Do you think that anybody out there would be able to actually override God? Um, we're going to cheat something into the way that, that God cannot, uh, cannot overrule us. That's ridiculous. God is the one who will overrule. It is God who is the one who is ultimately in charge to make sure that everything is done. Now, with that being said, let's talk about what's going to happen here. Well, right now we were going into it in the American elections. We were kind of expecting a huge red wave and we got a, a red drip. We had a few things that looks like we're probably going to take the house by just one or two seats, uh, which is significant gains. Uh, it looks like the, the red side is going to, you know, we're still at a 50-50 on the Senate. We don't know. It's going to depend on a runoff that we still will not understand the, uh, the results of until afterwards. Uh, next month, uh, December 6th, I think is when that one is set for. All right, so what, what's going to happen here is God's going to give us exactly what we need. Now, if we are truly seeking him the way we should, if we have faith in him, we are living our lives for him, we are doing the right things, what we're going to actually see is God is going to give us leaders which are enforcing his rules and his laws. But we're not. We're not, as a nation as a whole, we're not following God. For the first time, the number uh, this it was this year or last year, the number of people who claim religious affiliation is less than the number of people who do not claim religious affiliation, and that's all religious affiliation. That's not just Christian. That's everybody. That's Christians and and Buddhists and and um, Mormons and and all sorts of other forms of religion all combined together. We are becoming a massively secular nation. And being a massively secular nation, we have forgot about God. We think we can come to govern mankind without God. And this is a mistake that God is seeing us to. And God is now saying, you think you can do good? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and give you on over to it. That's what happens in Romans 1. 
And he gives him over. The people refuse to acknowledge God. They refuse to accept God. So God gave them over to their lusts and their passions and all the things. And then what's going to happen now is all of the dangers are going to come about from that. We are going to fall and collapse as a society. Now, there is an observation to be made about this election, though. And it's something that the United States is unique and that as a, as a country, we're the United States. But as the United States, we have this underpinning statehood. What we did see in this election is all of the states that tended to follow God's way, they tended to get redder. Those who did not follow God's way tended to get bluer. I'm not saying Republican is God. I think that is an absolutely horrible idea. I've left the Republican Party because they have themselves gone mad. But if you're talking about we have a two-party system in America... We either have to pick sides here, and the red side is definitely closer to what God would have on the basis that it's conservative, it's pro-family, it tends to see uh, see all life as uh, honorable by God. There's still a large faction of that, that agrees with and believes in God. And so when we have to pick this, there is zero. I looked over, um, it was the last presidential election. I said, well, I'm going to look at every candidate. I'm going to see which candidates. I looked every single Democratic candidate. Every one of them wanted to abort babies. Every one of them wanted to have Marxism in schools. Every one of them wanted to push transgender ideas. This is dangerous stuff. And what has happened is all of the states that wanted to hold uphold the sanctity of life, that wanted to uphold the fact that there is a God, uphold the fact that family and tradition is definitely a better way, they got redder. In other words, they put in leadership that's going to stand against a lot of the dangers and a lot of the issues that we see. They pushed these things into effect. Now, with that being said, what we're going to start to see here is we're going to see a deeper divide. If you thought that the previous four years was causing a great division in our country, you haven't seen anything yet. The next few years is going to be a massive divide. But what do we do as Christians? Do we join in this political divide? Do we join? No. We need to learn how to set all of the politics aside, set all of the issues aside, even the abortion issues, even the education issues, and focus on one thing and one thing only. That is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because we are not able to change a person's mind. You can go in with every amount of facts. You're not going to change a person's mind in debate. Now, they might change their mind later on uh, after their, their pride has been wounded and the, and the wounds to that pride has healed. They might slowly start to adopt and adapt. But for the most part, we have one task and one task only because we are not going to save this country or this world by voting in re Republicans. We're not going to save or vote uh, this country by voting in Democrats. We are going to save this country and the world. And not we're not going to save that even. We are going to save the people of the world with one thing and one thing only, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to get out there and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to talk about what real sin is. Now, Here's the downside. A lot of these sins are becoming illegal. It is illegal to talk about it being a sin. Canada, of course, I talked about uh, the rulings, and uh, John MacArthur recently did a sermon on that subject at, at Grace Community Church there. And um, what he talked about in there, of course, is the idea that if you go and tell a kid, no, I'm sorry, you're not trans in Canada, 
That is against the law. That is jailable by five, I think it's five years in jail, or is it five months in jail, and a $3,000 fine. It was insane um, to see that. And those are the types of things they're trying to do in America. They're trying to get to the point in America where if you stand out on truth and say, look, it is, uh, people are born male and female, they want to make that illegal. There was a guy, in fact, in Greece um, just this week who was sentenced to 10 months in jail and a $5,000 fine for simply saying that people are born male and female on Facebook. That is the world we are getting to. And here is the downside. This is why voting is important. This is why we should make the effort to get conservatives into office to keep it legal to have public discourse. Otherwise, we are going to be walking into much deeper persecution. Now, is it, if it's illegal to do that, guess what we do? We do it anyway, because while we have the command from Romans to obey all human authority, and that is a command, it's in Romans 13, I believe, while we have that command to obey all human authority, what we don't have is the command to obey human authority over God's authority. And when God says, hey, homosexuality is a sin, we have the command to go out and talk about homosexuality being a sin. Okay, we have that. When we talk about uh, when we want to talk about transgenderism being a bunch of nonsense, non-scientific nonsense, if it's illegal to say that, guess what? We need to break the rules, break the laws, because it is an important element to understand that that is what sin is. We can't just have this idea, and I've seen this in so many churches these days. They talk about, oh, God saved us from our sin. Can you be specific? What types of sins? Well, our sin. They don't want to call out the sin because they don't want to get called out and raked over the coals on Facebook over saying homosexuality is wrong. They don't want to get raked over the coals in the, you know, in the public square by saying transgenderism is wrong. No, but we have to. We have to approach these things and say, these are sins and these are the very sins that God saved us from. John MacArthur focused on that sermon. He focused on um, the principle in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, such were some of you. If we cannot call these things sin, people don't even know they can come out of those sins. So that's what we're going to leave you with today. The new audiobook, Half My Life, is being rolled out everywhere. Of course, the print book and the ebook, you can already have already been able to get that anywhere you can buy books online. And uh, and uh, the audiobook, though, is just rolled out. We pushed it out. It should be out to Audible probably within the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe by the time this is out. I don't know. Uh, check the website, rwalkingchrist.com slash books. Find Half My Life. And I'm going to tr try to be updating the audiobook list in there as I see them roll out to the stores. I know it's available on Kobu. Uh, I believe it's on iTunes now. And I think it is available on... Uh, Google Books. Uh, I can't remember if it's on Google Books yet, but I will have all those links in there as I find the books uh, available for sale. I'll go ahead and put th th those pages. But if you buy audiobooks online, look at your places, look for Half My Life, and uh, you might be able to find it on over there. Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>